that you today are a direct result of your past visions from yesterday and yesteryears. The idea is that it's kind of the law of the universe, right? Whatever you put out into the universe, if you are committed to it, the universe will bring that to you. You will start to see more signs for you. You'll start to meet more people who will bring you closer to your goal. And your own activities and your own actions will be that of a person who's trying to accomplish that goal. That's how it works. So, and we I'm your humble host, Devon Travell, creator of Black Wall Street, the board game. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all can already sense, I'm sure, in the frequencies and the energy if you're listening on the podcast that the queen is not here for this episode. But nonetheless, y'all know every time we will still make it happen each and every week. So today on the podcast, y'all got me. I'm going I'm to try to keep it nice, short, and concise, but... uh interesting enough it feels like whenever we try to keep it concise it doesn't happen but i will try to do it this time um before we get into it you know this was a a pretty good week you know i'll do a a short uh kind of intro or a short talk about how the week was was beautiful we did have the honor and privilege of going up to reno nevada to be able to support our grandma turning 75 years old right it's not often that you know, folks within our community are able to to reach, you know, 75, 85, 95, 100 years old and just have all of that cultural knowledge and experience um, and be able to share that with the family is, is definitely beautiful. And I'm I'm hopeful that I'll be able to reach the age 75, 85, 95 and just have all of that experience and wisdom to pass down to, to my future generation, my future kids, grandkids, great grandkids and all that stuff. So it was a great and powerful weekend uh, with the family. Uh, we had the first annual uh, Wilson Walker Olympics <laughs> where we played, uh, you know, like pool, uh, foosball, table tennis. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's where it's a piece of wood and you're throwing like hockey pucks kind of over sand, shuffleboard or something like that. And then we ended it with a, a, a cool game of Team Texas Hold'em. So it was just a yeah a pretty fun action-packed weekend and had some great conversation, which did spark today's episode topic, uh, which I'll get into in a second. First, I wanted to give a huge shout out to the Black Business School team. A shout out to Lawrence Watkins and Boyce Watkins and Chanel for hooking it up with the interview to begin with. Uh, had the opportunity of going on the, the Black Business School uh, platform and get interviewed by Lawrence Watkins and really talk about what we've been able to do with Black Wall Street, the board game, what we've been able to do with Play Black Wall Street Academy and what the queen is doing with her health. So it's, it was a dope, dope interview. Definitely go check that out on YouTube. You can search for Tulsa's Black Wall Street game and it should be one of the first ones that pop up with the Black Business School. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, like and leave a comment just to give some more energy 
um, so that we can get more interviews like that. Because again, it was a, it was a dope experience. Uh, for those that don't don't know, Boyce Watkins, Lawrence Watkins are very pretty well known economists and in their individual own right they are biological brothers but on their their own right they have their own legacy and vision and skills that they bring to the table so when you talk about you know black economics when you talk about black entrepreneurship and folks that are out in the community really trying to make sure our community has the information and knowledge we need to get economic power those are two two names that definitely come up so definitely check them out and support but for today's episode we are talking about the five questions you should ask your elders before they pass on to greater glory. Okay, so again, elders, when we think about, I mean, ancestors, when we think about this, folks who have experience and wisdom, who have lived a life before us on this planet, you want to make sure you get some information and get some knowledge from them. There's definitely plenty of knowledge to learn from listening to podcasts. There's great knowledge to learn from listening to YouTube videos. Make sure y'all like and subscribe. True Health Forever, we appreciate it. Um, Reading books, obviously going to college. But there's something to me personally, something more personal and intimate to learn about history, to learn about sociology, to learn about economics, and just learn about experiences from your family. Because those experiences whether you believe them or not are going to be or whether you believe it or not are ingrained in who you are as well you know experiences are encoded in our dna so the experiences that some grandparents went through your parents your uncles may have been passed on to you and you don't even know so i think there's cool cool things to to learn from talking to elders and really getting their insights on some things so again today we're gonna go over five quick questions and maybe a few (laughs) sub questions to ask your elders in order to get deeper insight. Let's get into the episode. All right, so I I have five questions and a, and a bonus question, and they're in no particular order, but I don't know if I wanna necessarily start with like the heavy hitter first, but I think I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna read in order that way I don't rant and fumble around too much. So the first one that I think is pretty important just to to understand is ask your elders, what was the civil rights or the social justice fight of their generation? I feel like that is important information to know because one, or sorry, and the follow-up question is, did they win the fight, right? So we look in the 60s, they were really fighting for equity and the, the right to vote and for economic power. When we look at the 70s and the 80s, we're fighting for equity, fighting for equality and maybe social justice in the prison reform complex. When we look at the you know 2000s, 90s, and even today, we're looking for equity, we're looking for economic power and the, the hold of police brutality and the cease of the prison industrial complex as a whole. So it's interesting to me when I look at history, that it seems like we're fighting very similar fights each and every generation. But I know that if we ask, you know, the older generation, if I ask my grandma, which I have, you know, she says the right was for equality and to have the same opportunities that other communities, specifically the the white communities had. And, And in her opinion, we have won that fight. And I think there is some truth to that because when we look at the access to being able to go to schools, there's that 
equal access, right? When we look at the access to be able to apply for jobs, to be able to go to restaurants and uh, uh, patronize businesses as customers, we have equal rights to do all those things. But do we have the equity that we need is the secondary question. But surface level or not really surface level, but I would say you want to ask your, your parents, you know, what, or parents, grandparents, what was the social justice or civil rights fight of your time, of your generation? And did they feel like they won that fight? And I'll be interested to know. You know, you can look at the, even the LGBTQIA community, when we look at their, their fight for equal marriage or the, the right to have a domestic relationship, that was a fight that was won, but I'm sure there's other fights that they weren't able to win during that time period. So go ahead and ask them that question. Uh, now, a lighter question that maybe you want to start off with before you just dive deep into the social justice realm is what did your parents' parents do for money? Or whoever you're asking, like you're asking your grandparents, it's like, what did your parents do to provide for the family? What I find interesting is knowing about the different professions that are within your lineage. You know, like I've, I've found out recently that my biological mom's mom was an entrepreneur. And I never knew, like I kind of knew she was an entrepreneur. I knew Nana Faye was an entrepreneur um, in, in real estate, like here. But I didn't necessarily know that she was a entrepreneur and starting businesses when she was on the island of Jamaica. I feel like that's cool to know. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe I get a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit from that side of the family. Um, my, also the mom that raised me entrepreneur right so it's like i know i get entrepreneurial stuff from various sides but it's interesting to be able to fully embrace it now that i have this different information um it was also interesting to learn uh, talking to sinclair's nana and i, I wish sinclair was here to be able to give y'all this firsthand stuff but just learning a little bit about you know the the style and the swag that her uh grandfather had and to know about just the the real strength and resilience that her grandmother had growing up in the different businesses and things that she had to go through as well. It just, it gives you a, a deeper sense of identity for me personally. It gives me a deeper sense of identity to learn about what my parents, parents, parents did for money. What were some of their talents and gifts that they had? Like uh, my, my grandma on my dad's side wrote a, a whole entire book right and her her sister also wrote an entire book and y'all know that's one of my things that i'm trying to do i'm trying to get into writing books comic books novels so it's just it gives me extra confidence going into it like oh no i come from a long lineage of authors and orators that wrote the stories of you know all that good stuff um so i would encourage you to just you know ask you know what what did your parents do to provide for the family and then maybe a secondary question is, what were some hidden talents that your parents or your parents' parents had while they were growing up? Both of them, I think, important to your own cup and help you learn about who you are, who you will be as a person as well. All right, number three, I told you all, I'm gonna try to make this a quick one for you. I'm gonna try. Uh, definitely, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, all that stuff, go ahead and give us a like and follow the, the podcast. It really does help us out a lot. And if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, True Health, the number four ever. And we appreciate you. All right, number three, 
And this this one this one's a fun one. All right, and y'all y'all know I'm a foodie. Y'all know the white the queen is foodie. So I would ask personally, what was your favorite meal growing up? And I think this 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 question is going to have levels to it. It's going to have layers to it. But I would ask your your grandma, your grandpa, your uncle, your parents. When you were growing up, what was your favorite meal? I think the cool, I think segments that I'm trying to get out of that question is one, what was the food that you were eating, right? Were you eating the, the typical cultural food of whatever identity you, you associate with? Did you have a, a chef in the family? Like again, my, one of my, my moms that raised me, her, her, her dad was a professional chef. So the food that she was eating was like, chicken piccata and like fancy bougie stuff like that so when I was in the household and she was making these things I feel like I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have as a kid getting this fancy stuff because I was like I just want the chicken nuggets you know I just want McDonald's I just want the taco but she was trying to give me the extra culture that she was given as a kid as well so I think now looking back at it I'm able to appreciate a little bit more knowing that's how she grew up that's her culture that's her experience and she's trying to gift that experience to her kids as well um secondly you get to know who in the household was doing the cooking or did no one cook and i think it gives you an interesting insight into this the the household dynamics of your parents or of your parents parents uh, i know like when we look at the typical household the the wife or the feminine figure is doing the the cooking but again i just told y'all like my my mom's dad was a professional chef so it makes sense logically for him to do the cooking instead of someone else because he's probably better at cooking because that's what he does he chefs it up all day uh, when we look at you know myself and, and the queen she does most of the cooking because she's better at doing the cooking um, if she's you know tired doesn't feel like doing it or if it's gonna be an easy night I'll go ahead and do the cooking I, I chef up from now and again but I'm definitely not not messing with the queen do not tell her I said that I, I repeat if you are listening to this do not tell Sinclair that I said she was a better chef she will not let me live it down cool moving on um thirdly within that same question it lets you know a little bit into the the nutrition of your parents growing up and you know, I, I try to get my parents to you know be pescatarian which my mom kind of has my dad has recently given up red meat although he may have slid back but for a second he did give up red meat uh my grandma for a second while i was living in her house she gave up pork so it's cool to be able to influence you know how your parents and older generations eat and take care of their their health but at the same time i think as, as younger folks we get frustrated when our parents don't don't listen to our advice and we think oh you know i read these articles i listened to this podcast and they said this about red meat so you should cut out red meat but you have to understand they may have been eating red meat since they were like six years old and now they're you know 50 something years old so that's 50 or a solid 40 years of traditions in life that they're accustomed to that now you as a you know myself 27 years old you're trying to shift their tradition their way of life that they've always known maybe since they're six so <clears throat> so it's interesting to be able to know what were you eating growing up were you eating the uh salami were you eating spam were you eating sushi were you eating chicken piccata were you eating soul food and chitlins and all that stuff um just to influence again 
either the, the information that you try to give them or just to know a little bit more about your own culture and where you come from. Um, so that's one. Number four, and I, I've reworded, reworded this question a few times. Hopefully the way that I communicated in this podcast is successful, but ask your parents, grandparents, whoever, what did wealthy people have that you wanted, right? So when you were growing up, when you were seeing people, wealthy people on TV, when you were seeing wealthy people in magazines or in real life, what did they have or what did you think they had, right? Perception. What did you think they had that you wanted? And I had a great conversation with um, Sinclair's dad and I asked him a very similar question. And what he said was, you know, I wanted a, a lawn that I can mow myself and I wanted a, a barbecue grill and a house. Simple, straightforward. And to me, you can really see the value that he has in family with the things that he wanted. I wanted a lawn that I can mow myself, right? Responsibility. I don't want a, a chef, which Devon wants a chef. <laughs> don't know what that says about me. Don't judge me, y'all. But I, he wanted a, a lawn a barbecue pit to be able to cook food and just have that cultural and family unity. And he wanted a house, obviously, for the safety and security of his family. So I think that's just dope to be able to see as a kid growing up, that's always what he wanted. And now looking at his lifestyle, he was able to achieve his childhood dream. He has these things. So I would implore y'all to go ahead and ask your parents, like, what did wealthy people have that you wanted? Or what did you think? wealthy people had that you wanted and it could be they had really nice clothes growing up I always wanted really nice clothes it could be they had they took trips and vacations so growing up I've always wanted to take vacations and then I think a secondary question could be did you achieve that and this is an interesting question to ask your parents and in a respectful way obviously <laughs> you know stay respectful but it can also push your parents to continue to achieve what younger them always want you know if they always wanted to take a trip to jamaica or they, if they always wanted to take a trip to hawaii you can push them like okay well how can how can i help you do that you know as as your grandson as your son how can i help you achieve one of your childhood dreams that you've always wanted and personally i think it's a very fulfilling action to be able to help someone who has given so much to you like to be able to help my dad write his first screenplay, dope accomplishment. To be able to help uh, my mom start her business, dope accomplishment. To be able to help uh, my grandma go to Hawaii, which we haven't done yet, but Brandy, you know, we gonna work on it, all right? We gotta get you to Hawaii for sure. Uh, it's gonna be a great accomplishment. So I would ask for that. this question to man i don't want to disrespect by getting his name wrong so i'm not even going to say it. this is someone who was in the the social justice fight with john lewis and was walking side by side with john lewis and i had the privilege of you know seeing him speak 
got a book signed by him and then I was talking to him in the conversation and I asked him like you know what change what fight do you want my generation to put on our shoulders and to achieve on your behalf um I think that's a dope question and his answer was specifically on creating a better political power base for the black population African diaspora in America and how can we better teach students in middle school in high school in college and even grown folks how the government works and how we can you know have power and agency within this government structure of the United States that was his but it would be interesting to know like if I asked my grandma that question what what would be hers like hey Grandy how would you what fight do you think my generation what change do you think my generation should be in charge of for the next 20-30 years um I think that also lets you know a little bit connecting to that first question what was the civil rights or the social justice fight of their generation it could let you know do they think they really won that fight and maybe they got a you know one victory but maybe they wanted another victory that they're really hoping you can get done in your generation and I think that question helps to keep progressing forward I think sometimes we we ask for things in, in current day and you know our, our ancestors or maybe the previous generation they had a, a a certain list of things that they want to get done and they got two out of five done but they still had three where they laid the groundwork there's people in politics who still know these demands but because no one's pressing for them they're not going to ask for anymore but if our generation can take on some of the past language and some of the past uh legislation or just social justice fights that our previous generation were fighting for maybe we can get things done a little bit faster than asking for new things not to discredit the new things that we're asking for i think a lot of them are obviously valid and we need them just thinking of a possibly more efficient way of getting about that change all right don't fight me just my opinion i'm just a humble podcast person but i say it, it could work out a little bit instead of trying to fight new fights let's let's continue the rounds the 12 rounds of a fight that we maybe didn't finish yet let's go all 12 rounds and see what kind of decision we can make before we move on to the next fight um so i want to do one bonus <laughs> i know i told y'all five but i want to do one bonus question and then we can go about our days y'all if you think these were interesting let, let me know your comments you know obviously if you're watching this on the youtube channel true health forever like and subscribe and go ahead and leave a comment let us know what you feel about these questions or if you have a new question that you want to pose likewise to our beautiful podcast folks listening out there we appreciate y'all if you can also send us a message on instagram or you can hop on youtube or on our anchor platform and let us know what question you feel like we should ask our older generation or our elders um, but the last question is what in your childhood or in your early adulthood was the new technology coming out right so when we think of my generation the new technology is i guess artificial intelligence kind of in a, <clears throat> in, a in a certain sense um the previous generation was internet right being able to see stuff and stream stuff on the world wide web before that television slash radio um but 
be interesting to see the evolution of technology and if this technology is progressing linearly as in all the technological advances are coming from communications and they're moving in one direction or we look at self-driving cars, electric cars, to trains, planes, all that stuff. Is it moving in a linear direction or is it a little bit more fragmented? The reason why personally I like that question is as an entrepreneur and as a person who likes and appreciates technology, if you're able to understand the pattern that technology has grown from generation to generation, you can now project what's going to be the next dot in that pattern or in that graph, right? So if you know that, okay, we went from trains to the Model T made by you know Henry Ford to now everyone's driving cars, so it's more uh, commercial to self-driving cars to what's next, right? If you have the, the linear thing, what's coming next? And some people think it's the Hyperloop coming next, which I kind of on the Hyperloop bandwagon. I think it's fast, it's efficient, public transportation, as long as it can be affordable, Hyperloop could be dope. Um, but I'm getting I'm getting on a rant, my bad. Long story short, if you're able to see the previous dots in the graph, you can now project the future dots. And maybe you can be the creator of those businesses or of those dots. All right, we appreciate y'all rocking with us for another episode of the True Health Forever podcast, where we try to live our best life through the lens of holistic health. Again, I'm your host, Devon Travell, creator of Black Wall Street, the board game. We appreciate you so much for the support. Tell a friend about the podcast. Tell a family member about the podcast. Tell someone that you don't like about the podcast because maybe this message can help change their frequencies and maybe you'll start liking them. I don't know, all right? But we appreciate all the support. Make sure y'all stay healthy. Please make sure y'all stay mentally wealthy. And of course, make sure y'all Stay true. Thanks, Quaid. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) You are something else. All right. The people that we know, we can now start to think about how we can build together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so traveling is amazing. That's why we want you to never sell your vision short, because your vision is training your mind, training your habits, training your actions to figure out what your full potential is.